live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time. It is 5 o'clock Eastern Time on the East Coast from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the one and only hip-hop Patriot, and as you can see, I got the new sunglasses in this this exact uh, match right here. This exact pair, this hat, and these sunglasses will be going on the store for May of this year. We got a lot of things coming up in May for Live from America, including Frank Speech and uh, Digital TV, and you know, new gear and more money going out to family farms. It's just been an incredible ride. Right here on Live from America, how far we've come in such a short time. If you remember, if you remember, we weren't even in this studio until who sometime in February. Sometime in mid-February, I think it was. Mid to late February is when we started in the studio, and it's only going into May. So we haven't been here very long, and we've come a long way. In a short period of time. And I have nobody to thank for that except for first and foremost, God, and then all of you. You guys have been the most amazing, wonderful audience that I've ever had. And I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time. But the the, the audience that we have now, and, and yes, it does get smaller as we get censored different places and we have to be like water, right? And uh, kind of change course and go other places. It does get smaller. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, we we always land on our feet. And um, <laughs> all that stuff that's been going on with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, all that stuff's going to be over real, real soon. I mean, I'm already landing on platforms where we know nothing will ever happen to us. So we know we always have those fallbacks. And really, they're not even going to be fallbacks anymore. They're just going to be added to the already distributed platforms that we're on. So it's just, it's been an incredible ride. I would like to give some shout outs right now to some very, very, very special people. And as you'll see at the bottom of the screen, the scrolling text, make sure you pay attention to that scrolling text because it gives you a lot of information that I do get questions about all the time, like the address and where to send a donation or the address and where to send a book or a gift or a letter. Um, that's all down there. There's also where you can find me on social media. And when all else fails, I'll say this every show, uh, just so that we all know, jeremyherald.com will give you all the updates that you need. And you can go there, and from there, you can go to all social media platforms, find all music, which is why they call me the Hip Hop Patriot, and um, and some more exciting things that we'll talk about at the end of the show. But let me give some uh, really, really special shout-outs right now. I'd like to give Teresa Mayer from Temecula, California. I'd like to give her a shout-out. She has watched the show religiously twice a day for so long now and she said she's never got a shout out so Teresa Mayer I want to give you a, a, a big shout out I wish I could give you a big hug I'll give you a, a virtual hug real quick and I want to tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart for being such a um, such a loyal person to this show without you none of this exists it, none of it does um, I'd also like to thank whoever sent me this now you all know this book Mr. Popper's Penguin right Mr. Popper's Penguins, excuse me, this specific copy right here was actually printed. When did my wife say? This is super old. This was printed in, hold on, my wife sees these things and I don't see it. Um, when was this illustrated? Okay, right here. 1938, this specific copy was printed. So this is a very, very, very old, well taken care of book. And it came in and I have no idea who sent it. So if you sent Mr. Popper's Penguins to me, um, please let me know who you are. Send me a, a, an email, send me a text, send me a, uh, a telegram or an Instagram message or, you know, uh, somewhere. Let me know who sent me this because this is really incredible, actually. And, and, um, and this is a very, very, very 
uh, timeless old uh, uh, piece of American history right there. So that's great. Um, again, I don't know who sent it, but I would love to know who sent it. So if you did, please let me know who you are. I'd also like to thank, and I, I don't know if it's Rhea or, uh, or Rhea, but I'll say Rhea. It's Rhea Carlson um, from Maryland. She sent me a, a letter and a donation. I want to thank you so very much for that donation uh, as it all of it helps uh, the growth of this show, Rhea. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and say God bless you, dear. And here, uh, I'm going to read you something. Uh, it's hard to read some of these letters and not get choked up, folks. It really is. Um, but this letter is from Chief Brandon Semler. Chief Brandon Semler. Now, I hope, Chief, that you're okay with me reading this letter. It doesn't say anywhere not to read it. And I didn't see anything that might be uh, personal in any way. Um, so I, and, and if you didn't want me to say who you were, I, I would assume you would put it on the, the letter. So I'd like to read this for you real quick. He, he wrote this on April 10th and I just got it now. So I don't know if he just sent it now. I, I guess I didn't really look at the, the postage, but it says this. I just wanted to tell you, I watch your shows every day. You are doing a great job. I refuse to set up an account on YouTube, but I always watch you on Telegram. When I play your video, my daughter asks, daddy. Is that the guy that prays? And I say, yes, pumpkin. Now let's say the Lord's Prayer with him. And we do. Speaking of that, here's one small suggestion. Slow down when saying it. She can't keep up with how fast you talk. You got it. You got it, sir. But in all seriousness, he says, I think bright things are ahead for you. You always bring a positive message, and there's something we need in our current situation. I was, and still am to some degree, extremely depressed following the theft of November 3rd. I literally broke down and cried at one point because I was so devastated to see what was happening to our country. And honestly, it's gotten far worse than I could ever imagine since then. But that is what makes me think that even the Democrats believe their time is short. You are 100% correct, Brandon. You are 100% correct. I think they realize their house of cards is beginning to come down and they are desperate to cram as much garbage down our throats as possible, as quickly as possible. You're 100% correct. He says, I'm not of the belief that Trump is going to come riding into D.C. on a white horse and save us from this nightmare. But I do believe that anything is possible with God. Amen. He makes miracles happen every day. And I keep praying that he keeps his hand over this nation. It may take some time, but God willing in his time, he will deliver us from all of this satanic and uh, holding its, all of that is satanic and holding its evil claws over us. Anyway, continue the good fight. I noticed last week you were wearing a thin blue line flag cap and thought maybe a police badge would look good on your wall. So I'm sending you one. I am the chief of a two man department in a tiny town in South Dakota. Take care and good luck. With Live from America. Hope it blossoms into some into the most successful media network available. God's blessings to you and yours. Chief Brandon Semler. And I won't say where he's chief of just because you never know what, you know, with like stuff that LeBron James is doing and stuff like that. But this is what he sent me, folks. And I couldn't be more honored to get this, sir. I couldn't be on, more honored to get this. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, truly. You know what? At this point, we got to take them off. At this point, we got to take them off. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for this gift. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the service that you are doing for this country, for your community, and for your family. And sir, I just want to say God bless you and all of your work. And may God put an armor of God over you every day while you're at work. Thank you so very much for that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gift. I can never repay you. For something as nice as that. Thank you so very much. And uh, tell your little daughter that I promise I'll slow down on the Lord's Prayer so she can keep up, huh? And on that note, before we get into the word, let's drain the swamp with a little bit of slurping, shall we? Mm. Okay, here we go. We are going to read from Jesus Calling, April 22nd, year of our Lord, 2021. Here we go. It says, a successful day is one in which you have stayed in touch with me, even if many things remain undone at the end of the day. When communicating with me is your highest priority, I am pleased. And I'm going to stop right there because I've been so busy lately. 
um, that I have not made my day's uh, highest priority being communication with God in the last few days. And I feel it. I really do feel it. I've been so busy with things and with being banned on YouTube like this for this week. It threw off everything, but I, I, I do appreciate uh, God speaking to me in this way. All right, I'll, I'll carry on now. He, last thing I said was, when communicating with me is your highest priority, I am pleased. The more you commune with me as you go, the more you walk in my ways. And that's true. The more we talk to him, the more we have conversation with him, the more that we are in communication with him, the more that we act like him. It's like when your kids get around other kids. They start acting like them, right? Well, who would you, out of everybody in the world that you could think of, who would you like to act more like? Who is your biggest role model? Who is your, who is the person that you take your cues from? It should be G-O-D, baby. All right, where that is uh, referencing from is Matthew 22, 37, and 38. And it says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Woo, Matthew, laying down the bars. All right, the second is Jeremiah 6.16. So if you, if you missed the first, it's Matthew 22, 37 and 38. Next one is Jeremiah 6.16, and it says this. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. And before you turn out the light tonight, how successful was your day from this perspective? Do not pass up this present opportunity to commune with me. How successful was your day from this perspective? I got to tell you, I got to tell you, when your day, when you can get home at night, maybe you're coming home to the kids, maybe your kids are growing up and gone, but maybe you're still work, maybe you're not retired yet. But at the end of the day, when you get home, are you irritated? Are you unhappy? Are you stressed? Are you just like, everybody just get away from me and let me calm down. But when you're in communion with the Lord all day long, that doesn't happen. Because when you, are, when you talk with him all day long, like I have not been doing the last few days, which I need to get back to doing for sure, you, are, you, you experience a level of joy even just going to get, make a cup of coffee. And by the time you get home at night, you are super, super joyful. So definitely th those are good words to live by. And um, having said that, you know, we got to get right to that Lord's Prayer, right? Uh, I, I didn't see her name, but Brandon's daughter. Are you ready to say the Lord's Prayer with me, young lady? You and your daddy ready to say the Lord's Prayer with me? Well, you know how we do it. Honey, if you've been watching the show, you know how we do it. Say it loud and proud from your lips to God's ears so he can hear it and rejoice. But if for some reason somebody's out there and you cannot say it out loud, for whatever reason, then say it inside for the spirit to hear it. All right, let's do this. Here we go. My favorite part of the show. <clears throat> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I hope I said that slow enough for you, young lady. And uh, either way, you'll just get better and better at it. And then you'll, you'll be able to keep right up. Uh, with your daddy and everybody else. So shout out to you, young lady, and uh, you keep looking after your dad because he's going to need all the love and help that he can get, especially with a daughter. <laughs> Someday you'll know what that means. I urge you all to follow me on all social media platforms that I'm on currently. Um, Rumble, Parlor, Freedom, Telegram, YouTube, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, even TikTok, uh, even Vimeo, uh, Live from America or Jeremy Harrell. You can pretty much find it anywhere. If you have a hard time, just do a quick uh, internet search of it and you should find it. Now it's time to get to the first and foremost section of the day and I got a surprise for you folks. I really do. I got a surprise for you. It's President Trump speaking not to the media. It's President Trump speaking not for a statement out for the world to get. Nope. It's President Trump speaking at an event at Mar-a-Lago in which Mike Pompeo and a few other heavy hitter 
names were there. But what President Trump says is going to make you smile. Now, it's very hard to hear him because somebody's filming it and he's talking on a mic, which has got speakers into a very large room where there's a lot of echo. So I will do my best to make sure that you hear it as best as possible. Let me take a slurp of my drain the swamp coffee. Mmm. I'm draining that swamp, I can tell you that. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. All right, so again, this is very, very uh, hard to understand. Um, not as hard as maybe I'm making it out to be. But I, I definitely want to make sure that I, I turn it up so that you guys can hear exactly what he says. So let's get some volume here. And uh, let's transition over, and here we go. At 10.30 in the evening, that election was over. And at 8 o'clock in the morning, it looked like they had stolen it and ripped it. And by the way, just to get the subject for one second, the question I get asked more than any other question is, can you assure us that our vote in 2022 and 2024 will count? And we will assure you, we'll never let so that's where the video ends. Now let's break this down real quick what he says. He says one of the questions that he gets asked all the time is how can can you reassure us that when we go out and vote in 2022 and 2024 that the vote will count for the right person? And um, what President Trump follows that up with is what happened in 2020 will never, ever happen again. I can reassure you that what happened to us will never, ever happen again. Now, when we said that President Trump has got a plan, when... When I and others have said to you that he would not make the remarks that the best is yet to come, he would not have opened up an office of the former president in Mar-a-Lago. He would not have opened up a super PAC with Corey Lewandowski so that he can raise money, which he's already raised, over, uh, I think, $100 million already. $100 million. That is amazing. Okay? Now, this super PAC is obviously going to go towards... President Trump's elect re-election and to other candidates for 2022. But the fact that the beginning of his, he said, I get asked this question all the time. He says, will my vote count in 2022 and 2024? And his answer was, what happened will never happen again. So, you know, and you can put a smile on your face. Yes, we got to go through some bumps and bruises till we get there. But here's the interesting thing is what he said at the end. Let me try to go back. I want to try to go back to what he said at the very end. Let's let's go back to the video and listen in, okay? Listen listen what he says. You hear that? He said he's had a couple Republicans and a couple Rhino Republicans, he said, say, sir, you're going to do great in 2024. President Trump then says, no, 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 let's go out and let's go find, and then it stops. And then the video stops. No. <laughs> what did he say? I have looked and looked and looked and looked and looked for the rest of that statement. When he said, sir, you're going to do great in 24, and he said, no, 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 it's not over. Let's go out and let's go find, and the video stops. Let's go find what? Is he talking the same kind of um, language as Mike Lindell? When Mike Lindell said he'll be back by the end of this year? Is he talking that same kind of language? Does he seem to think that the stuff that's being uncovered can actually overturn what happened? The mistake that the Supreme Court made? Or maybe the intentional decision that they made? Hmm. I don't know. But... That little clip, that little clip of 59 seconds of what, I think it's, yeah, 59 seconds gave me a lot of hope when I found that. And I searched. <laughs> I search all day, 
all night. That's all I do is search for news. Literally, I think I'm a walking bill, uh, 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 news station. My wife's like, hey, did you hear about... Yep. My friends are like, hey, did you hear about... Yep. Did you hear about... Yep. Did it last week. <laughs> like, that's how much... Ah! I'm in, like, overload here, but that right there should give you a lot of hope. And since... Since we got to see that wonderful video, and since we know that this man always has a plan, and he let us know that it's not over, and that it will never happen again, whatever he's doing, we're going to go ahead... And give President Trump at, well, the bucket has President Trump's face on it up there. The Smarty Bucket does. So, boom, Smarty for President Trump, the legal president of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, moving on. Let's um, let's move on to something a little bit less appealing. And that is the Democrats' reach for ultimate power. Today, the House of Representatives, Stretch Face Armstrong, her cronies, and the rest of the do-nothing Democrats, well, actually, they do a lot. It's the do-nothing rhinos, really. It's, they, just don't do no, they just don't do nothing good, okay? So anyway, the, the, the House of Representatives today passed a bill to make D.C. the 51st state of the United States. Now, Jenna Ellis will be on Real America's Voice News here in a little while, and she will tell you exactly why that's unconstitutional. But let me give you a quick summary of what she's going to say. The Founding Fathers picked this 10 by 10, or this 10 square mile. That's all it is. It's just 10 square miles. It's not even large enough to be a state. There's no way that the, the operations of a state would be able to work inside that 10 square miles. And to give so much power to 10 square miles is completely unconstitutional. That is why Washington, D.C. is not in a state. Now, I believe the land actually belongs to Maryland, but being occupied um, uh, by D.C., by the nation's capital, they've called that section the District of Columbia. Okay? Uh, I believe it's... I, I, don't, don't quote me, but I believe it's actually owned by Maryland. So I believe if it did become a state, they would have to buy that land um, as a state from Maryland. But that's, that's not what I... That's not the focus point, focal point of what I'm trying to talk about here. Um, if, the, if the founding fathers, if the people who framed the Constitution and framed the way our government works wanted D.C. to be in a state, they would have put D.C. in a state. The reason why D.C. is not put in a state is very clear. Because no one state should have all that power. You know that song? No one man should have all that power. No one state should have all that power. It would be a conflict of interest at the highest level. And uh, there's no way that a 10 square mile... Uh, piece of land uh, that houses the largest, all of our organizations, I mean, uh, all of our um, elected officials to run this country. There's no way that that can be a state. It's just, it's it's too, um, I guess the only other, th the only thing I could say about is the conflict of interest. You would have a state who is basically outside the bubble. They're outside the box, meaning that they're there to make sure that our laws and, what, and how we govern our country um, works, which we know that they've completely ruined that. But a state shouldn't have that. And the Founding Fathers made that very, very, very clear. Okay? Here's the thing. <clears throat> Number one, it's not going to happen unless they get rid of the filibuster. They have to get rid of the filibuster. So that's their first hurdle. Now, they're probably behind the scenes throwing everything they can to get Kirsten Cinema of Arizona and Joe Manchin of West Virginia to cave in and get rid of the filibuster. However, these two are still standing strong in their, um, in their decision to not get rid of the filibuster. Okay, now we've called them many times, but I've only called their D.C. office on air, on a video. We're today going to call their Arizona office and the West Virginia office just to let them know how much we appreciate, not them siding with Republicans, but siding with common sense and the way that this country has been governed for so very long. And changing the rules just because you're winning will come back to haunt them. And these two know that. They know that. They're not stupid people. Okay? And, and it's incredible that they're not... Um, just, you know, following de their Democrats, uh, fellow Democrats so blindly, okay? Um, but there's two things that can happen here. Um, 
in this, and this is actually really important too for for uh, HR one, which would which would federalize our elections. So you ask me, what happens if the filibuster goes away? Well, I'm going to tell you what happens if the filibuster goes away. There's another arrow in our quiver, Nancy Pelosi, and that is denying quorum. So denying quorum means that per the Constitution, in order for any business to be conducted, in order for any votes to happen in the House or in the Senate, excuse me, in the Senate, you have to have 51 senators in session. Kamala Harris does not count here. She's only a tiebreaker. Okay, Kamala Harris is not a senator. It clearly says in the Constitution of the United States that you need 51 senators in order to conduct business. So when you deny quorum, what you actually do is you just take all your senators and you don't show up. And you don't show up. Basically, business has to come to a complete halt. They cannot vote without you. They can't do it. Now, Jenna Ellis seems to think that you need two-thirds uh, majority, you need a two thirds majority and you need a, uh, basically an amendment, uh, to make DC a statehood, which would mean like two thirds of the States as well. And you're never going to get that. You're never, ever going to get that. So there's so many things working against them, but here's the thing, denying quorum. Okay. We need to get a hold of Mitch McChina. If you are in Kentucky or if you, or it doesn't matter if you're in Kentucky or not, get a hold of Mitch McChina's office and we'll do this We'll do this for days if we have to, um, but we're going to get a hold of Mitch McChina's office and we'll never get anything. I've never had any of these Democrats call me back, by the way, or rhinos. None of them have ever called me back or emailed me back because they won't, because they don't care about their constituents. However, this is Mitch McChina's call. Mitch McChina can say, you know what, if you guys are going to try to get rid of the filibuster, then we're going to deny you quorum. And denying quorum is the last um, stand to say, we're not going to allow you to have a vote on this. And they can completely just not even come in. But I don't want to get to that point, but we will if we have to. So let's do ourselves a favor right now. Let's do the world a favor and uh, together. And let's call Kirsten Cinema's office first in Arizona. How about that? So it's 1-602-598-7327. Let's give her a call. The office of Senator Kirsten Cinema. Please leave a brief message with your name, email, and zip code, and we will get back to you as soon as we can. Thank you, and have a great day. Hello, um, Senator Kirsten Cinema. Uh, my name is Jeremy Harrell. I'm with a media company called Live from America. And right now we are in the middle of doing a show. So I do have you on speakerphone for the audience to hear. And we just really wanted to give you a courtesy call to tell you how much we appreciate uh, what you're doing, standing your ground with the with your party trying to get rid of the filibuster. Um, this show is majority of the show is uh, is Republican, and a majority of this show does uh, support your stance uh, and your very strong and, and, and firm stance in, in, in not voting to get rid of the filibuster. And we don't look at it as you siding with Republicans. Uh, we're very common-sensed audience here. We're not like Republicans, good, Democrat, bad. We don't do that. Um, and matter of fact, we hold a lot of people on our side accountable constantly. And you might not, you might know, we call them rhinos. Um, but we do, we, we do respect what you're doing. I would love for you to come on live from America, um, any place where um, we're not being censored or banned. Um, we are a very family-oriented, very country, traditional-oriented um, audience and crowd. And um, you know, we we are we believe, we're believers in Christ, and we just we really want to tell you how much we appreciate what you're doing, standing up for common sense standing up for freedom, and standing up for what you know would come back to bite your party in the long run if you guys go down this road and try to change uh, change the rules. So we just want to let you know how much we appreciate you. We want, we want to let you know how much we love you, how much we're praying for you and your family, and you just stay strong. And if your party ever goes so far left that they've left you behind, then there's always room for you right here um, in the... In the uh, common sense Republican Party. We'll call it that. Anyway, Senator Simona, thank you. God bless you and your family. Have a wonderful rest of your day. All right, folks. That is us calling Kirsten Cinema. Now, let's just follow that right up with calling Senator Joe Manchin's office, too. And if you can't hear this, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just strictly right here on the cell phone. I have it on speakerphone, so 
I apologize if you can't hear this on the on the podcast or on the uh, video itself. So let's go ahead and call Joe Manchin now. Basically, say the same thing. Senator Manchin and staff, whoever whoever actually hears this. My name is Jeremy Harrell. I am a host of a show called Live from America. Uh, you can get back to me at Jeremy at JeremyHarrell.com. That's H-E-R-R-E-L-L, Jeremy at JeremyHarrell.com. Uh, I wanted to let you know that this audience and this show is, is, is definitely uh, center-right-leaning, and we were um, uh, huge supporters of President Donald Trump, but we also hold members of our party accountable all the time, and we are definitely uh, fans of common sense, fans of uh, any politician, whether they have a D or an R in front of their name, representing their constituents, and uh, and actually doing the job that they were sent there to do. So we wanted to reach out to you. I know you've probably heard these <laughs> phone calls from us before, but we just want to reassure you uh, in our support for you standing firm and standing strong against the filibuster. We know what is going on right now just as well as you do, and you are standing firm against an entire party to let them know that you will not be voting to get rid of the filibuster. I know it's hard. I can't even imagine the kind of pressure that you must be feeling from your party. And um, and, and much like Kirsten Cinema, who we just got, who we just called as well, um, if your party ever goes too far left for you, there will always be room for you. Uh, in the common sense Republican Party, not the GOP, but the GNP, the grand new party. But either way, we just want to let you know how much we support you, how much we're praying for you and your family. We know you must be going through a lot. Um, When I'm not censored on social media, we have quite a large audience. We're definitely a faith-based community, a faith-based audience, a faith-based show, and we just love how we grew up in America. And and, And we know that you did too. We know that you love how you grew up too. So thank you very much. God bless you, and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you very much. Again, Jeremy at JeremyHarrell.com if you'd like to come on the show. God bless you, and thank you. I don't know what that beeping was right there, folks, but that's that's Joe Manchin's office in Virginia. So uh, hopefully... Hopefully we can get one of them on the show. I imagine pretty soon we'll start getting some pretty high-profile people on the show. Um... But until then, and, and even and even after that, we're still going to always do this. This is our duty, and this is our right to be able to do this. So thank you guys very much for sticking with me while we make those calls. And speaking of Arizona, let's talk about Arizona Governor Doug Ducey real quick. I told you yesterday, and I'm sure you've seen it all over the news today, that uh, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey finally listened to all the phone calls, all the emails, and his attorney general, and he declared a state of emergency on the southern border for what they're going through. What we didn't hear is all the statistics behind calling a state of emergency. So, I'm going to play you a video from Governor Doug Ducey today. Now, we don't agree with everything that Governor Doug Ducey's done or that he does, okay? Again, I would ask him, if I had him right here in front of me, what happened in 2020 and why did you drop the ball? That's what I would ask him, straight up. Man to man, no, don't worry about your answer. Just answer as truthfully as possible. Anyway, I want to show you a clip. I might have to break it up because it is on YouTube and you know how they flag things. Um, But Governor Ducey talking about why he decided to ultimately declare a state of emergency and put National Guard's troops on their border to save their state from invasion. But in the meantime, I mean, while doing it, he actually slammed Biden. Basically, if Biden was right there to his face, he told him exactly uh, how terrible he was as a governor, as, as, as a president, or in, in our, in our uh, language, as a resident. So here's Doug Ducey, Governor Doug Ducey, talking about his decision to declare a state of emergency. Here we go. Roll that beautiful bean footage, shall we? Governor Ducey, 
to address the crisis at our southern border. I've been briefed by Border Patrol and law enforcement leaders on the situation in our border communities. And let me tell you, it's just as bad, if not worse, than the coverage we've been seeing. The U.S. Border Patrol is overwhelmed. Local law enforcement and mayors are calling out for help. Citizens in our border communities are concerned for their safety, and nonprofits left to pick up the pieces of broken federal policies are strained. Just last month, Customs and Border Protection had over 170,000 apprehensions at our border. Almost 19,000 of these apprehensions were unaccompanied children. That's more than four times the number of kids apprehended last March. The numbers don't lie. This drastic surge is a direct result of the bad policy coming out of Washington, D.C. Now I'm going to pause it right there. What does he say? The numbers don't lie. And this crisis is a direct result out of the, of, of the bad policy that is coming out of Washington, D.C., I apologize for having to pause the video, but we have to do this because of where it's uh, being pulled from. So here we go. And yet we still haven't received an adequate response from the Biden administration. It's clear that they have no plan. They can't even agree on whether this is a crisis or not. One day the president himself says it is. The next day, others in the administration take it back. <laughs> I said last month that the Biden administration is totally divorced from reality. Ooh, that the Biden administration is totally divorced from reality. If that's not a strong statement by a governor or anybody, I don't know what is. Completely and totally divorced from reality, yet the Biden administration and Merrick Garland and the, and the um, attorney general say that we are reality denialists? Huh. Well, like Doug Ducey says, numbers don't lie, folks. Here we go. Times, it seems like they fully understand the reality and they're putting their heads in the sand and trying to ignore it anyway. The White House is aware of my view that Arizona needs the National Guard at the border. We've provided details of the personnel and support we need, laying it out as simply as possible so they can act immediately. And yet to this date, there has been no action. The men and women of the National Guard are willing to assist, but their support has been severely limited so the, 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 the men and women of the National Guard there are willing to assist, but their support has been severely limited. Why? Well, let's find out. The inaction of the White House. There you go. If President Biden does the right thing and acts, they will be able to support ICE and CBP, two agencies that desperately need all the support they can get. But it doesn't look like this administration is going to act anytime soon. Of course not. And we're not going to sit around and wait any longer. Well, I wish you wouldn't have sat around last year in November of 2020 when you could have got off your duff and done something about it. This is partly your fault, but I will give you credit for what you're doing now. That's why today I'm announcing that we are deploying the National Guard on our own. The National Guard will also be available to support other law enforcement agencies like our state troopers who are seeing the very real consequences of the Biden administration's failed policies. The Guard will support by assisting with medical operations in detention centers, installing and maintaining border cameras, monitoring and collecting data from our cameras, and analyzing satellite imagery for current trends in smuggling corridors. Now, I'm just going to stop it right there and we're just going to move on. But everything that he's saying and everything that he continues to say, you can watch that on YouTube. Just look up uh, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey declare state of emergency. And you can find that on YouTube and you can watch it yourselves. But um, you got to, uh, what he just said, the things that they were, the steps that they were going to take in order to secure the southern border so that their state was safe from an invasion is common sense. You know what else it was? President Trump's policies. That's what it was. Along with the wall. So, Governor Doug Ducey, as, well, as much as I say that you did a great, you're doing a great job now. Where, where were you when we could have prevented all of this? You could have been that. You could have had that courageous, contagious moment. You could have been that one governor that said, "You know what? I'm not going to go along with this. I wash my hands of what you guys are trying to do." Where was the governor when uh, Fincham and everybody was trying to get the the uh, the forensic audit to be done? Where was he then? And as I, I got it, I'll say it a thousand times. I'll always give credit where credit is due. But we will never forget what you did. We'll forgive, 
but we'll never forget. Now moving on to somebody who's not so bright. And this is the, uh, the governor of North Dakota. Now he is a rhino, so we actually get to give a Dum Dum Award to a rhino. Let's go ahead and do it. That is for Governor Doug Burgum who is the North Dakota Republican governor there, who just vetoed a bill to ban biological boys from competing against biological girls. Something that used to be common sense. But again, I said earlier, common sense ain't so common these days, is it? And so he has just um, vetoed the bill that was, by, um, by the way, passed by, obviously to get to him, had to pass both the House and the Senate. So that means the state wants to do this. Of course, the rhino governor, uh, Doug Burgum, just says he doesn't want to do this. So he vetoed the bill for biological boys competing against biological girls, and he said that the reason is that there's no evidence to suggest that girls' spots are in, quote, immediate danger of becoming unfair. Stating to this date, it has never been done before. Okay, stop. Stop. Just because it's never been done before doesn't mean it's not going to be done now, especially when we live in a world that we live in now. We used to live in a world of common sense. We used to live in a world of patriotism. We used to live in a world where we were God, family, country, guns, and all that. We don't live in that world as a society anymore from sea to shining sea. We don't have an entire country united. We don't have an entire country that has common sense. We have boys that want to be girls, girls that want to be uh, boys, boys that want to be dogs, dogs that want to be cats. Everybody can identify as everything. That's the world we live in these days. So just because it didn't happen before, and that is what you're basing this decision on, what a dumb, dumb decision to make. And really, I would have to say... You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. I love that button. I love that button so much. <laughs> but definitely a dumb dumb. So reach out to your governor in North Dakota. Let him know how unhappy you are with his decision, much like Christy Nome did. Except for Christy Nome actually gave an ex uh, an excuses. If I do this, it'll hurt more people. Now I didn't agree with it, but at least she gave a a very calculated um, thought process to it and told you why. This guy just says there's no evidence of it. That eh, didn't happen before so we're not going to do it now. <laughs> Didn't happen before. We never had boys that wanted to be girls before and girls that wanted to be boys. Yeah, we did. We did. We just had common sense not to let them compete against the girls and destroy them like that MMA fighter did when he smashed the face of that girl over and over and over again and that dummy referee just sat there and let it happen. Meanwhile, he's got strength of the Hulk and she's got the strength of an ant. Come on, man. Come on, man. True international pressure. Hold these truths to be self Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, from one governor to the next, from one governor to the next, from North Dakota governor all the way to Oklahoma governor. Today, the Oklahoma governor. If you live in Oklahoma, you got to be happy about this. You live. If you live in Oklahoma, you got to be happy about this. Now, I did see a little bit of pushback on Telegram, and not pushback, but people saying this isn't a good thing because what happens if this happens to patriots? And I'll have an I'll have an answer for that. But today, in Oklahoma, your governor signed a bill into law to protect drivers who hit rioters, threatening their lives and blocking highways. You would think that's great news, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna block highways. All lives splatter, right? <laughs> I mean, I've seen that before on a bumper sticker. I thought that was funny. Anyway, um, and it is a joke. We can we can joke about that stuff, guys. It's not a racist joke. It doesn't matter. Mostly, it's Antifa in the streets. Anyway, um, Oklahoma governor signs a bill into law today, so it protects drivers who hit rioters, who are threatening their lives and blocking roadways. Now, that doesn't mean you intentionally run into them and kill them. Of course not. Of course not. But you've all seen the videos. We just saw the video the other day when Derek Chauvin got um, his judgment. Remember that? You saw that semi trying to turn the corner and they started jumping on his truck. All the people out there, all the protesters and the rioters, they started jumping on his semi. They tried. And, and, and how many times? Look all the way back to Rodney King. If you're old enough to remember the Rodney King riots in L.A., remember when they pulled that truck driver out of that truck and they beat him to death? 
Well, that's the kind of stuff that's been happening. Look at all the videos over the last five years. Look at the videos of people pulling people out of their cars, people smashing people's cars, people, I mean, there's no end. There's no end to it. So this is going to protect drivers who need to keep themselves safe. And if you have to use the car, the truck, the semi, or even the Death Star itself, ladies and gentlemen, you should be able to do that to protect yourself. So I believe that what the Oklahoma governor did by signing this into law was good. Now, what I heard on um, from a couple of people on, on uh, Telegram today when I posted this was, well, this isn't good because what happens the day that the Patriots in the streets... Uh, and they get hit and killed, and then the driver gets to go free. Well, you're always going to have the um, the uh, the other side doing something. If you make a law, uh, uh, look at the Democrats. The Democrats today are not even the Democrats of, of, of JFK. They completely changed their minds, and they're completely a different party now. So things are always going to change, and you're going to have one side doing one side, and maybe sometimes you'll have the other side doing the other side. But in general, patriots don't block roadways. In general, when patriots protest, they're not yanking people out of their cars, they're not driving their cars into crowds, and they're not intentionally hurting people, okay? And we're definitely um, not rioting. So you you got to look at it from, from a 5,000 foot view rather than, you know, just directly at it. So I get what you're saying, but I, 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 I tend to think that that would never happen. But now let's move back to Arizona for a minute. Let's talk about Arizona for a minute. I want to bring up a video for you, which is going to show you, here we go right here. This is Maricopa County. This is a Maricopa County, uh, audit. The forensic audit is underway. Okay, it is starting to be under underway because all of the ballots and all the tabulation machines have arrived. At this, I don't I don't know what's what's the uh, what the maybe a civic center or something like that. I don't know what the name of it is, but I want to show you the video real quick, and then I want to show you something really awesome. Okay, so <clears throat> here is the video, one of the video uh, pieces of footage of them bringing in. Now it's it's sped up, um, so here we go. This is them bringing in ballots and ballots and ballots and ballots and ballots. Look at all those boxes. Ballots, 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 more, 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 more. See that? It's just sped up. It's really cool, right? It's tons and tons and tons of of stuff. I'll leave it there for a minute. There you go. You see all the trucks. Pretty awesome. They got guards, people watching to make sure no nefarious stuff happens. But then you scroll up here, look at all those boxes. Boxes and boxes of ballots. But that's not the cool thing. You ready for the cool thing? Hold on. This, I'm about to show you all of the cameras. All of the camera footage from all nine cameras where we can watch the live audit happen as it happens. Now, there's not really much taking place right now because they're not actually started yet, but the cameras are in place, and this was one of the great things that Arizona did, and the the officials in Arizona did was make sure that you and I could always keep an eye on this. So here we go. Check this out. Yes, that's the camera we just saw. Look at this. You can choose all the different cameras. Let's go to Signature Verification Room A. Let's reload the video real quick. Here is Signature Verification Room A. Come on. Reload that video. Well, that one's not showing. Let's try Signature Verification Room B. They were all showing before I got on the show. So you could go literally from camera to camera. Oh, there we go. There's there's one room. That is Signature Verification Room B. Okay, and this is live. You can just watch this all day if you want to. Let's go to Early Ballot Process View. Early Ballot pro. Okay, there's another room. Check that out. Okay, these rooms will all be full in the next coming days. Let's go to Early Ballot Room B. Camera seems to be missing in action, it said. Okay, all right. Let's go to Ballot Tabulation View. See what this camera is doing. Here we go. There's the ballot tabulation view. It's another camera. Let's go to ballot tabulation B. And these are all live, folks. Again, there's nobody in these rooms right now. 
Let's go to warehouse view A. Oh, there's somebody there. Warehouse view A is active, folks. There's people right there so that we can always make sure that nothing bad happens. Oh, I love it. What a great, great idea, huh? And let's go to warehouse room B. Let's see what's going on in warehouse room B. Is there anybody there? Oh, somebody over there. Saw somebody walking back there. But these are live. And this is, folks, this is incredible. To be able to have this kind of access, to be able to watch this stuff, it truly is an honor. It truly is incredible. I am so honored to be able to have that. Like, we need that kind of stuff. That's exactly what we need. So, anyway, um, I just wanted to show you guys all that. I thought it was really interesting, and uh, I will keep an eye on that. We'll definitely watch that. The uh, The link is on recorder.maricopa.gov. Again, that is recorder.maricopa.gov. All right? Now let's give another dumb dumb award today. <laughs> and this one, we knew this guy was a dumb dumb a long time ago, but we gotta we gotta rehash old Pat. Bill Barr, Attorney General, or former Attorney General, excuse me, Bill Barr. He's gonna get the dumb dumb award of the day because he just landed a new book deal. And that book deal is called Under Wraps, ladies and gentlemen. What a perfect name for a book deal for Bill Barr. Under Wraps. And of course he's going to get a book deal. Think about this. Bill Barr gets a book deal. Amy Phoney Barrett gets a $2 million book deal. Hunter Biden. Crackhead crime family member, ignorant Hunter Biden. Pedophile Hunter Biden. He gets a book deal. But yet Josh Hawley has problems producing a book? Josh Hawley, somebody who's, if, if President Trump wasn't around and Ron DeSantis wasn't around, might be. The GOP candidate going into 2024, he can't produce a book, but Hunter Biden can produce a book. Bill Barr, Mike Pence, Amy Phoney Barrett, they can all produce books all day long, but not Josh Hawley. Are you going to buy Bill Barr's book? Are you going to go out there and spend your hard-earned money and, 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 and try to prop up a man who literally was, and if you ask me, and I don't care what anybody says about this, I think the man's a traitor. I think he's a traitor of the highest kind. Because he was there to put, to do a job, and he didn't. He did diddly squat. He did diddly squat. Okay. All right. Let's move on. We only got a couple more things to go uh, to talk about. If you live in Tennessee, you should be a happy person right now. And if you live in Tennessee, you have a job to do right now. And I know there's a lot of people. The Tennessee Freedom Force. Shout out to Ten Tennessee Freedom Force. Definitely go on to Facebook if you're still there. I'm not. Uh, look up Tennessee Freedom Force. And uh, sign up for their page, okay? Because I'll be down there, I think, at the end of May, May 22nd, and I'll be performing at uh, I'll be performing down there. But uh, if you live in Tennessee, you should be happy right now because there is a new bill that just went uh, to the governor's desk. So that means it went through the House and it went through the Senate. Actually, it went through the House from a vote of 69 to 22, and it went through the Senate from a vote of 27 to 6. So overwhelmingly, the state wants this, and it's on, it's on its way to the governor's desk now. But this bill would mandate, and this is such a, this is so amazing, it would mandate that burials or cremations were law from aborted fetal remains. This got Planned Parenthood completely triggered. Planned Parenthood immediately came out with all of the Me Too and My Body, My Choice people and said, this is not a law about burying a loved one or burying a dead person. This is a law to further chip away at women's rights. Are you kidding me? What rights? If a woman has an abortion, she's already exercised that right. No, 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 no. Tennessee is making a major stand here against uh, against tons and tons of different things that are going on in this world behind the scenes that we all want to stop. Okay, selling baby parts, selling aborted fetuses and using the tissues to make vaccines and all this other stuff. It's going to put a huge, huge crunch into the business of dead babies. Okay, so Planned Parenthood came out and said, this isn't about, you know, burying a loved one. This is about chipping away at, at women's rights. Are you kidding me? The rights are already done by getting the abortion. Okay, this law would mandate that that woman who's having the abortion would also have to bury or cremate and pay for it. And pay for it. 
And that is what we're supposed to do with our dead. That is how we're supposed to respect our dead. And of course, Planned Parenthood would come out and freak out about it because the ba- the dead baby industry is a billion dollar industry that shouldn't exist to begin with. So shout out to Tennessee. And we are going to end the show today by calling the Tennessee governor's office and telling him how much we support this bill and how much... options as they have recently changed. To leave a comment for Governor Lee, press 1. If you need to wait while I transfer your call. You've reached the governor's comment line. If you have an inquiry about unemployment benefits, please call it again and select option number 3. Please note that we're currently experiencing a high call volume and may not be able to call you back if we're not able to assist you at this time. Please leave your comment for Governor Lee after the tone. Thank you. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more options. Hello, Governor Lee. How are you today? Uh, my name is Jeremy Harrell. I am the host of a show called Live from America. Um, when not censored, you can pretty much find us anywhere. Uh, we just want to reach out to you uh, concerning the bill uh, that would mandate um, uh, women who decide to have an abortion uh, to bury or cremate the uh, the fetal remains. Uh, we want to let you know uh, you are li- you are live right now on speakerphone in front of the audience, and we just want to let you know how much we and 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 tens of thousands of other people that are listening and uh, and the millions of people across the world that know about this bill. We want to urge you to sign this bill. We are very aware that it passed the, the House sixty nine to twenty two and passed the Senate twenty seven to six, and we just want to urge you uh, to sign this bill because this is exactly what we should do with our dead. We should honor our dead in this country and we should definitely cut off the supply chains of the billion dollar business that is selling and 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 trafficking baby parts we know what happens the world knows it happens planned parenthood knows it happens which is why they're coming out and trying to say that this is not about uh, honoring a loved one that this is about chipping away at a woman's right to choose the way we look at it the woman already chose by having the abortion so we want to thank you so very much for your attention to this matter, and that we uh, we want to let you know that we want you to sign this bill. And I speak for millions of Americans across the country that uh, that know that Tennessee would be taking a big stand here. We know the kind of pressure you're up against, but we want to ask you to stand up, be strong, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, uh, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. We pray that you are cloaked in an armor of God while you make this difficult decision, but in our minds, it's not a difficult decision. It's a very common sense decision. God bless you, sir, and uh, uh, may God uh, be with you in these decisions. Thank you very much. If you'd like to be on my show, uh, please email me at jeremy at jeremyharrell.com. That's H-E-R-R-E-L-L, jeremy at jeremyharrell.com. God bless you, sir. Have a great evening. And folks, that's how we are going to end the show today. I want to thank you very, very much. But before you go, before you go, um, I want to give you a quick update on my wife and I. Uh, My wife has actually reached out uh, to our primary care physician. She's got her actual medical excuse for not wearing a mask. And we are taking that right to uh, Hannaford's uh, Hannaford Grocery Store's headquarters. Uh, we've talked to um, we've talked to representatives from the state uh, for violating uh, human rights, and uh, it's a long process, but we will keep you up on that. Again, also, I have now partnered because of your uh, permission. I asked all of you this morning to do this. I have now partnered with MyPillow.com. This show, Live from America, will soon be sponsored by MyPillow.com, and I will be uh, occasionally. Uh, giving you guys codes to where you can guys, where you guys can call and where you can uh, go right online and order by putting in these codes or calling these specific numbers and it will be uh, end up being if you order revenue for this show and I just want to thank you all very much for giving me the permission to do that I think as conservatives this is an opportunity for us to grow and we already know where Mike Lindell's heart and soul is as he goes and fights for the rest of America Um, also the business directory that you guys have all been sending your American businesses to uh, we are working on that right now we started filling it up this morning and it will soon be available by May 1st it will definitely be available as promised for you guys to go on there and shop and keep money within our own community because there's tons of people out there who watch the show who you can get your stuff from rather than ordering it on Amazon or any other place. And these hats, 
All right, the flat brim and the curved brim and these new glasses that I just got in. These are the actual, I'll try to get close here so you can see. These are the actual glasses and the actual hat that you'll be able to order on JeremyHerald.com by May 1st. Thank you all very much. So very much. Uh, please sign up for the newsletter. Become a monthly donor if you can. And uh, I just want to say God bless you. Thank you. I will not see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. I may see you. I won't even see you at 5 p.m. I will see you at no time tomorrow. I might do a video once I get into the uh, hotel in Atlanta. But I just want to let you know there is no show tomorrow on Rumble, Podcast, or YouTube. I will be back doing live YouTubes Saturday evening for, uh, and I will come to you live from the bus for Live from America on a special Saturday show. Thank you all very much. God bless you. And please pray for me on my journey to uh, Atlanta first and then Texas. God bless you guys. Have a great evening. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.